Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Buenos dias, mi amigo. <laughs> I'm still in Baja, which is lovely. It's my last day flying back to Los Angeles today. And so grateful. We just had a wonderful retreat at a beautiful resort, the Living Course of Miracles Baja Winter Getaway Retreat. And we had uh, quite an adventure. It was really wonderful. So good. And I'm so happy to join with you today, this morning, for a holy purpose. So our topic is trust in love. Trusting in love. One of the hardest things (laughs) we learn to do. The most beneficial thing in the world is the hardest thing to do. Oh, boy, how does that happen? It's not fair. So let's uh, join together now and place our trust and faith and love as we place our hand on our heart. (sighs) So grateful and so thankful to open our heart and mind to the power and the presence of perfect love, infinite love, divine intelligence. So grateful and so thankful to call upon The higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity is now and always has been, always will be perfect love as it is the true identity of all our brothers and sisters, no matter what opinions and judgments we have ever had about them. Oh yes, so grateful to join together in perfect love. We give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit, all the worries, cares, and concerns to the Holy Spirit. We're grateful and thankful to allow and to accept our healing, our awakening, our expansion, our clarity. So grateful and so thankful to accept it fully and completely right now. Mm. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes. So as I look out on the sun rising in beautiful Baja in La Paz, here over the, I guess this is a bay. (laughs) It's quite gorgeous. The birds are singing. And I'm reminded that uh, it was in 2008 on this day that my mother made her transition And I remember that it was a gorgeous sunny morning and the snow on the ground. It was wintry. We were on an island off the coast of Maine, which is where my parents' home is, uh, Deer Isle, Maine. And what I remember was hours later... After my mother had made her transition, such a beautiful sunny morning, and I had been caring for her and my father 
just being that presence in the household for a number of months, and which was my joy. I was so grateful that I could do that, that I could drop everything and go and be with them. That was one of the most powerful, beautiful, blessings, grace-filled opportunities that I've ever had in my whole life, if not my entire life was the opportunity to be with my parents while my mother was making her transition and to be there 24 hours a day as a support. And I discovered in that time, as I was recently talking about in the Baja retreat, which, by the way, you can get the live stream, the videos of uh, those, all of those sessions that we did. I think it's a wonderful group of teachings. Uh, most of them with Regina Don Akers, David Hoffmeister, and myself. There are some with Gary Renard. We tried to do a live stream with John Mundy. <laughs> kind of half worked. Uh, he got snowed in in New York and couldn't join us. Anyway, it was an awesome week of teachings, and most of them are on live stream and video, uh, video replay and audio download. Uh, you can find that at... Uh, jenniferhadley.com on the events page if you're interested. Anyway, as I was sharing last week in the uh, teachings about different experiences and gratitudes I have for that time with my parents, one of the things I learned is that joy is not conditional. Joy is an unconditional spiritual quality of God that we can give ourselves the opportunity to experience or not. And so... I discovered it because some of the things that were going on with my mother were really horrific on a physical level. The distortions that were happening in her physical body could have been seen as humiliating, humbling. But because we were in love, we allowed ourselves to trust in love. I was able to at least experience it with joy. And I saw so much joy in my mother and in my father uh, because we were allowing ourselves to love each other unconditionally. We were allowing ourselves to receive the unconditional love of our family in a way that certainly my mother and I had never experienced it before. And so we placed our trust in love, and we discovered unconditional joy. (laughs) How beautiful is that? So that uh, uh, the day that she transitioned was uh, March 10th, 2008. And I had been caring for her in many ways like a baby, uh, in terms of her physical care. She, in a certain sense, became like my baby. And I remember going for a walk that sunny morning after she made her transition. My parents' home is in the woods on the coast of Maine. They're on that island, Deer Isle. And I took the dog, Max, for a walk, as I usually did in uh, later morning and it was a sunny beautiful day and I remember thinking how appropriate that it's a light filled day how wonderful my mother has shuffled off the mortal coil 
now she's enjoying <laughs> uh, life beyond the body, and the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. And as I began my walk with Max in the woods, I remember thinking, well, who am I now? Because it, in a certain way, although I wasn't really sad, it was like my baby had died, not just my mother, but I had been caring for her the way, in a certain sense, the way a mother cares for an infant, because my mother's physical body was so incapacitated in the last part of her life. And so, and she had been the total focus of, she and my father, for months and months. So, it was as though the infant that I had been caring for had died, in a sense, or made its transition. Because I certainly do know there is no death. And I was thinking, well, who am I now? Because I had felt so identified with the role of nurturer and caregiver. Who am I now? And... And there was a sense of loss of identity in that moment. And so I too was making a transition. I had become identified in that way and now I, I could let that go. And what began shortly after that was a period of great peace for me, which has continued until now, uh, mostly been in peace, because I learned through my mother's transition, I learned so much. I learned to let go of so many attachments. And I learned true forgiveness. I learned unconditional joy. It was such a time of great unlearning and recognizing, remembering. And uh, it felt like learning. (laughs) But I was really unlearning the ways of the world through having a holy relationship with both of my parents and such a deep, deep, deep healing healing many, many layers of attachments that I had uh, to my mother's physical body to our relationship and uh, and also with my father it was a time of great unlearning and so the only way I could experience that great unlearning was through the practice the active practice of placing my trust in love. When we trust, what we're doing is in our day-to-day time-based temporal experiences, we're placing our faith in love by trusting in love. That's how we grow our faith. We grow our connection to a deep and abiding faith through an active practice of trusting Love, And uh, right now I'm offering a class. It's a series. It's part of my year-long Masterful Living class series. But you can enroll just in the three-part class. It's called Building Trust and Faith. You can read all about it, just like with the Baja live stream on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And as I was sharing in class last night, and by the way, if you uh, enroll in the Building Trust and Faith class, uh, you'll get the download and the transcript and all the different aspects of the class. We have a couple more classes to go in the series. 
I, I love sharing this material because it changed my life so much, learning to have trust and faith, learning to pray and have trust and faith. And we talked a lot about that on the Baja retreat and uh, with Regina and David and myself sharing what we had learned about how to trust and how to have faith. So trust is an active practice of placing our faith in love is really what it is. So in order to have a strong faith, it's practicing trust. If you place your trust in someone who's identified with the ego, then you're really placing your trust in the ego. And many of us have done that hundreds and thousands of times, and we have felt betrayed and let down. And those betrayals and letdowns are really just mirroring our own lack of faith, and our own inconsistencies, our own betrayals of ourselves. So everything is mirroring back to us, our thinking, our beliefs, and our choices. So, I just would like to share with you that uh, this is a world of symbols. That's what A Course in Miracles tells us. And it tells us that words are symbols of symbols. And that day that my mother made her transition, I was going for this walk with Max. And the year before, I guess it was, yeah, the year before, in 2007, I had an experience of being let go from my main source of employment and income. And I didn't know what I was going to do. At that point, but I had prayed a powerful prayer to let go of it and move into my calling fully and completely. And the very next day, after I made that powerful, passionate prayer, I got word that the company I'd been working for was letting me go. And I knew that all was well because when I got the email, they didn't even call me on the phone. They sent me an email after working with them for many years, very dedicated employee. They sent me an email that just simply said, your services are no longer required. And all the goodwill and all the um, residual income and all the things that I had built up by working very hard for many years, were gone in an instant. And when I read that email, I felt completely at peace. No part of my body or my emotional body, my mental body, went, what the what? No part of me was upset or frightened or worried. And that's how I absolutely knew that this was my answered prayer. But then, in the weeks that followed, I was cycling through periods of fear. Oh my gosh, my income is gone. What will I do? Where will I go? And so, I was able to go back to the prayer on on page 28 in A Course in Miracles. And it says... And this is uh, at the end of the section 5, The Function of the Miracle Worker, in chapter 2, page 28. And the prayer is, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent Him who sent me. 
I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So I rested in that. Every time the fear came up, I reminded myself of this. And one of the things that, uh, I had two things symbolically that helped me. So Colin Tipping, he wrote a book called Radical Forgiveness, which I highly recommend. I love Colin and his teachings, although he's not a Course in Miracles teacher. He's a beautiful teacher of how to forgive. That's why I've had him uh, support the Living Course of Miracles classes many times. <clears throat> and he, his book, Radical Forgiveness, inspired me to hold in my mind the thought, radical trust. Radical trust in God to build a powerful faith. And so every time I would become afraid, I would think, radical trust. This is my opportunity to build a powerful faith. I'm placing my trust in love. Not in people, not in symbols, not in the things of this world, but in the invisible, in the infinite, that everything is working together for my good. And the other thing is, in the runes, if you know the Celtic oracle runes, the stones, one of the runes is is for partnership. And it's really about partnership with the divine. And if you listen to my prayers, I talk about partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. So in this experience, I... I took that symbol, partnership, because I kept pulling it from the runes. I was looking for support from the runes. Just, am I thinking clearly? Am I seeing clearly? Can I get a message from my higher self using the runes? And I kept pulling that rune of partnership. And the symbol on the rune for partnership is an X. It's a big X. And that day that I went walking in the woods wondering, who am I now? What is my identity now? Where do I go now? After my mother had died. And in the woods, just just after I started my walk in the woods, two trees had fallen and created a giant X. And it was right there in front of me. So powerful and so beautiful. That symbol of divine partnership. That's who I am now. That one with God who's partnered with the infinite love of God and I place my trust and faith in that I'm Jennifer Hadley you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity online radio where we're living the love and we are walking the talk and I'll be right back Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the love, walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right. We're back. (laughs) And I'm grateful so grateful to be able to share with you, so grateful and thankful to uh, share what means so much to me, this development of trust. We'll talk about that section in the teacher's manual in just a moment. What I wanted to share next with you, what I'd like to share next with you is one of the powerful prayers 
that is in A Course in Miracles that's so helpful to uh, our walk of trust and faith. And it's on page 90 at the very end of chapter 5, which is all about healing and wholeness. And it says... I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. Isn't that wonderful that we can recognize that we've placed our faith in our opinions and judgments. We've decided wrongly. And how we know every single time is that we're not at peace. The the minutest sense of frustration, irritation, Fear, worry, doubt, any sense of moving into blame or shame or jealousy or thoughts of revenge or attack in any way, shape, or form is the clear signal, the physical upset, the emotional upset, the mental upset, those three forms of upset, they are forms of upset. Remember, all thought produces form at some level. That's form. Thinking Feeling emotional and feeling physical. If there's anything in the thought, emotion, or physical feeling that feels discordant in any way, it is always because we've decided wrongly. It's always because we put our faith and trust in the ego. It's always because we put our faith and trust in opinions and judgments. Thoughts of lack attack, limitation, and separation. So the prayer on page 90 at the end of chapter 5 is, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. In other words, I can choose again. I chose the ego before and now I can choose again. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God for me. So this is one of the primary teachings of A Course in Miracles in terms of the path of freedom, the path of peace. It's starting each day with, you decide for me. I am willing to be truly helpful. That's what I'm interested in. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed. As I let him teach me to heal. In the Baja retreat live stream that we did, in the classes that we did last week, and remember, you can still sign up for those uh, teachings. You can get the video replays and the audio downloads of them uh, at jenniferhadley.com on the events page there. David and I talked about realizing that we don't have to prepare what to say when we're giving a talk or we're going to share and join together with other people because we make that prayer. where That's our living prayer every day. 
You decide for me. You show me. You tell me what to say. You tell me what to do and where to go. And I'll trust that. I'll have faith that I will be led and guided perfectly. And when you practice that, you really practice that with no attachment, no personal agenda, no need to get anything from it, but simply to be truly helpful, then everything you need is provided for you. That's what we have discovered. And it's wonderful. We were both sharing, David Hoffmeister and I were both sharing that when we teach so often things, and Regina too, Regina Dawn Acres, so often when we teach things that come out of our mouth, we've never said before, things we've never thought before. And I find that very often when I'm teaching, there's a rhyming, there's a, a lyrical nature to it that is not in my ordinary speaking. But when I give myself over to the Holy Spirit to share with others and join with others, there's a rhyming that happens. There's a pattern that happens. And I think it was Regina asked me, have you ever looked at it? Is it iambic pentameter? And I haven't done that. That that would be fun. (laughs) Speaking in iambic pentameter, and I don't even know it. So, this, this is how we learn to have trust and faith. By starting our day with, you decide for me. I am willing and I am here to be truly helpful. And how we recognize that we've fallen out of our aspiration for the day, our decision for the day to give it over to the Holy Spirit, is we're not at peace. Isn't that wonderful? So, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let Him. I choose to let Him by allowing Him to decide for God, for me. That's the decision. I allow him to decide for God, for me. Now, hmm, just opening my mind here to the Holy Spirit. I am so grateful that the physical, emotional, and mental sense of disturbance is telling me that I have been resting in my own opinions and judgments and it's time for me to reboot and recommit, re-up my commitment to allow the Holy Spirit to decide for me. Now, the Holy Spirit is the higher self. It is our true identity. I am that I am. So we align with our true identity. And what I love about this whole passage here, about the consequences of my wrong decision will be undone if I let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Because the consequences of our unkind, unloving, attacking choices 
words, actions, and thoughts, they can seem so burdensome, heavy, heavy weight. But we can give it all to the Holy Spirit because there really is nothing to forgive. If we're feeling burdened by the choices that we've made in the past, it's because we're making this symbolic world real. But what is real can never be threatened. And nothing unreal exists. This is the foundational teaching of A Course in Miracles. And if we're upset, we have forgotten that. That's why we're never upset for the reason we think. So good to know. We're never upset for the reason we think. We're really upset because we've decided wrongly. Not because of anything that's happening in the world. Nothing that we're, we're experiencing on a physical, emotional, or mental level is the cause of our upset. Except that we have chosen wrongly. We've made that decision, and it's a poor decision that we've made. It's a decision for the ego. It's a decision of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. And we can give that decision and all the consequences of it to the Holy Spirit to literally purify time and space. We do that by a practice of true forgiveness, which is a practice of non-judgment. I do not know what anything is for. But I'm willing to learn from it. I'm willing to recognize the truth by means of this experience. The Holy Spirit will make it all holy for me and for my benefit, for my healing. How beautiful and wonderful is that? So, it's just that simple deciding again, re-upping to align with the Holy Spirit. Now, how is it that the Holy Spirit can undo all the consequences in time and space? I don't know that we can actually comprehend it until we can see through all directions of time and space. And I'm actually okay with that. So when things happen that the surface mind, the ego mind says, oh, that's not good. (laughs) I don't like that. That's not good. Immediately labeling it, not good. Well, how do I know it's not good? Like when my mother made her transition, when my mother's body was distorting and it seemed like a horror movie, what was happening to my mother's physical body. I could have said, this is not good, this is bad, this is wrong. But I said, I don't know what anything is for, except I'm going to claim it for my healing and for my good. And so because of that, I was able to practice trust and develop a deep faith in God's goodness. I had so much healing in my mind during the time of my mother's transition because I was willing to forgive everything in all directions of time and space. Because I, when I found out that my mother was making her transition, the doctors had given her a three month, they said she's got three months to live. My intuition said, I think it's three years minimum, but Everyone in my family believed three months. And so they went into uh, fight and flight mode. And for me, I I then had to deal with my upset (laughs) that I blamed on what was going on with my family and the doctors and all of that. And I had to work with my judgments, uh, which were the cause of my upset. 
until I learn to place my trust and faith in God. I don't know what anything is for, including my mother's experience of cancer. And my mother did live for three years. And in those three years, what happened was, right away, as soon as my mother had a prognosis of imminent death, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, game on. Here we go. I am now on the fast track program to heal every every thought that I have about myself in relationship to my mother and my mother in relationship to me or anything. Every judgment, every opinion, got to go. Because when my mother actually makes her transition, the only thing that I am going to allow is that she knows that I unconditionally love her and that there is no blame, no resentment, no regret, nothing. Total love, total healing. I will accept nothing less. And I took total responsibility for it. So I placed my trust and faith in God, in the Holy Spirit, and in my own ability to truly forgive. And I worked at it every single day. And I was vigilant. I had a goal, the peace of God, for myself and my mother in our relationship. And I reached that goal. I, had, I literally had a miraculous healing about four months before she made her transition where I literally felt all vestiges of resentments and regrets and upsets related to myself and my mother cleared out of my heart chakra instantaneously. Well, it took a couple of minutes, but I had an experience like a a, a roto-rooter in my heart chakra on the plane on the way to see my parents. And then I stayed with them for the last uh, months of my mother's life. And... I didn't know how to make that happen, but I believed whatever would be necessary for the total healing to happen would be provided. I had faith in that, and I had the willingness. And so that taught me. That was my experience of the radical trust, the total partnership. And it literally what turned out to be the greatest and most advantageous thing that ever happened to me so how crazy is that that my mother's intense illness and her transition gave me the greatest gifts of my life if you can look at the challenging circumstances of your life and truly say I do not know what anything is for I can't see through all directions of time and space. How could I know what anything is for? It is the height of arrogance for me to look at one thing and say, bad or good. Everything works together for my good. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord. And that's what I'm interested in. So it's intense. It's intense. This is what sometimes we set up for ourselves is intensity and deadlines 
that will keep us focused on what we say we'd like. In the fear and conflict section in chapter 2, where it talks about all thoughts produce form at some level, there are no idle thoughts, the mind never sleeps, etc. It, it tells us right there that we have the choice of what we're thinking. We have the choice. And when there's conflict, when there's upset, it's because our mind is split. We say we want the peace of God, but we are not willing to practice the peace of God. We're not willing to give the thoughts to disturb our peace to the Holy Spirit for healing. We cling to them and we re-energize them by thinking them again and again and again and believing them again and again and again and making decisions based on our opinions and judgments that cause us so much distress. Well, that's insanity. Clearly, a child can see that that is insanity. So, let us talk about the development of trust when we come back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. If you're interested in that Baja live stream that I was talking about, all those hours of teachings with David Hoffmeister, Regina Don Akers, and myself, really good stuff. It's available on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And my Building Trust and Faith class is on now. You can join us now. Also on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Here on Unity FM, we are walking the talk and living the love. Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net That's www.chrismichaels.net There is peace There is quiet Reverend Paulette's mantra is It's all a prayer Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. 
Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. I was having some morning here in Baja, looking at the marina, the boat sitting by the water uh, this morning, and thinking about uh, this class, Trusting in Love. I was, I'm always reminded that trust is a demonstration of faith. So trust is how we prove our faith. It's how we experience it in the world of effects. And what popped into my mind was the American quarter, the 25-cent piece, where we've got the picture of um, Thomas Jefferson, I think that is, and uh, and then the words beside him, at least this is what I saw in my mind. I don't have a quarter here to check it. Um, in God we trust. In God we trust. And I was thinking about how totally tuned in and masterful the founding fathers were. They, they, there's no question that they were being guided by the Holy Spirit to place on our money. In God we trust. So let us not trust in the ego. And how wonderful that the, the ego can get so attached to financial things. It might just be worth, as part of our spiritual practice, I'm going to start doing this, to look at the money when we're exchanging it and to remind ourselves, in God I trust. I place my faith and trust in God. And then I was, I heard in my mind that Bible quote, you will know them by their fruits. So what you see and experience in the world of form is always the out picturing of your belief system. What you see and experience in the world of form is the fruits of your faith. So when you place your faith in the ego, what you experience in the world will be a representation of that. When you place your faith in love, what you experience in the world of form will be a representation of that. And you get to decide where you will place your faith. So let's go to one of the favorite sections. And I know uh, we talked about this many times on the Baja Retreat. 
development of trust. This is one that many Course in Miracles teachers refer to frequently. I certainly do. When I discovered this section in the manual for teachers, I was so grateful. And people in my classes, I encourage them to read it at least once a week. And to take, when you first start reading it, to read it every day for a week. It's only uh, just a little over two pages. Uh, Well, it's a little under two pages, the development of trust section. So in the manual for teachers, the fourth chapter is called, What are the characteristics of God's teachers? What are the characteristics of God's teachers? And the most important one, the foundational one, is trust. Everything with our learning Our awakening is built on trust. Everything. And it says here in the trust section, when this power, the power of our faith and trust, has once been experienced, it is impossible to trust one's own petty strength again. So the power is love. Love is the power. We place our trust and faith in love. Now remember, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is generous. Love, as Shakespeare said, looks on tempests and is never shaken. Love does not bend with the remover to remove. It is an ever-fixed mark. These are the words of Shakespeare who also wrote in iambic pentameter. (laughs) And uh, I love his work. It's beautiful uh, examples of ego and Holy Spirit all throughout. And so uh, love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds. So in other words, if you love someone and you find out something about them that you didn't know, And now you don't love them anymore. You fall in love and out of love. Love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds. Um, So this is the truth about love. Love is the ground of our being. Love is all that there is. Love is what we are. Teach only love, for that is what you are. So... No matter what you're doing in every moment of the day, you're teaching the efficacy of what your choices are. No matter what, you're always teaching what you believe you are. So if you believe you're a sinner, if you believe you're not good enough, if you believe there's something wrong with you, if you believe in lack and limitation, you'll be teaching that what you believe about yourself, about life, by your choices, and everyone can see. Because all minds are joined, there are no private thoughts. You cannot have private thoughts. It's not possible because we share the same mind. So this is why we are interested in being the change that we'd like to see in the world. Be the change you'd like to see in the world. Right? That's the teaching of Gandhi, who was was a true student of Jesus. He said the Sermon on the Mount was the most powerful spiritual teaching he ever encountered. 
and he studied it. And through that study, he had many realizations, and he put them into practice. And because he was able to do that, he had the consciousness to lead a nation, more than one nation, really, when you think about the Brits and the Indians out of the wilderness of belief in separation at such fundamental levels. So all this you can do, and even more shall you do. If you work your own personal practice. So the development of trust section, I could do several radio shows on the development of trust section. But let's just start with a couple of things it says in here. Development of trust in the manual for teachers. It's page 10 in my manual for teachers. And in the middle of paragraph 4 there it says, It takes great learning to understand that all Things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. Could you trust that? Would you trust that? It takes great learning to understand that all things, all events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. If you're looking at any experience you've ever had in your life, no matter what it was, Like for me, I gave the example of my mother's transition. If you're looking at any part of your life and saying, this is not helpful, this is bad, this is wrong, this is not good, then you are in judgment, you are in opinion, and you can hand that over. You're going to notice, if you're looking at things in your life and saying, this is not good, this is bad, this is wrong, you're going to notice that you don't feel peaceful anymore. So you can go back to that beautiful prayer on page 90 that I was sharing earlier where you can give all the consequences of your wrong decision to the Holy Spirit. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. So I made the decision to label and judge, but now I can change my mind. I'd like to change my mind because I'd like to be at peace. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. Yes, if I'm willing to place my trust and faith in the Lord, then I can be at peace. But when I trust in my opinions and judgments, I will always feel upset. So we're learning to place our trust in love. Remember, love doesn't need anything. Love doesn't want anything. Love is not giving to get. If you equate love with giving to get, you don't understand that love is everything. If your love is everything... So there's no lack in love. There's no needing, no wanting, no grasping. But in our human experience of the ego, we think that love is about getting and giving. It's about being. So let's learn to trust that. It goes by so fast. Oh my goodness. So I'm traveling back to the United States today. And uh, next week I'll be in Los Angeles and looking forward to seeing many of you in New York at the Course in Miracles conference there. I'm going to be in England for a week uh, coming up for the Equinox. I'll be out at Stonehenge for the Equinox. I'm looking forward to that. So right now I'm inviting...
I hit the mute button by accident. So we're place, I put my hand on my heart and the mute button was there. <laughs> so we're placing our trust and faith in love, giving the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. So grateful and so thankful to call the name of God, beloved I am that I am, and declare that we, all, we are worthy and willing to be truly helpful. You decide for me. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let them be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.jenniferhadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. ever find yourself stuck slow down and breathe bring to mind a person who you admire ask yourself what actions would they take would they make a list of possibilities how about making a list of the things that they're grateful for here's another reaching out and asking the person you admire for guidance finding yourself stuck is similar to being in a dark room with messengers of fear invading your goodness Pick yourself up, cut a hole in that wall, and let the light in today. Get more inspiration. Listen to Clarity 101 with Glenda Gibbs on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Take the first step. You're worth it. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. 
If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.